What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and token some doobage while you watched. Yeah. Wait, we never did that as kids, did <laughs> no, we? No, no. Okay. Well, weird. I don't know who No, wrote we didn't, it. Mom. Who wrote this? On this Idiots. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, the kid that fell down the steps of the moon tower and the only one to touch his face more than Mitch Kramer, Sean Pryor and AJ Vans. How the heck are you? All right. Actually, it might be true. I actually, I leave it up for interpretation on who's who, you know, I'm not yeah. single-handedly saying you're the moon tower kid. Sure. No, I, I think I'm definitely the one that touches his face a little bit more than Mitch. Unfortunately, I literally just touched my face too. Like, <laughs> yeah. like as we did that. Now you can't not. not. No, I now my nose itches fiercely. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Don't so, touch it. Uh, In fact, see if you can make it through all of review time. Okay. Without touching your face. Okay. Cause it's review time. Review time. <laughs> All right, we got two ones. This comes from Mark. I didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I saw you just. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even make it through the sound bite. <laughs> so this comes from Marky Mark San. Son. Son San. It's called his Hilariously Nostalgic. Love this podcast. You guys are very entertaining, hilarious, and dive perfectly into the nostalgia of whatever movie you guys are discussing. Keep it up, please. Ooh. You guys rock. Ooh, hell yeah, man. You rock. Marky Mark. Thanks, Marky Mark. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate we got, that. We got man another or, one, too. Man or woman. I don't it know. doesn't matter. Marky Mark, man. And we got another one from Nick Marula. You should recognize that name. Oh, yeah, we do. Great title. Positively bonerific. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I agree. He says, if you stumbled onto this podcast, then prepare your ear holes. You're about to be swept away by the smooth, sultry voices of Mike, AJ, and Sean. You'll find yourself transported to the days of roaming video stores and wandering the aisles with excitement, anticipation, and a little bit of curiosity as to why that faded movie case for Bloodsport is more sticky than you anticipated. <laughs> so sit back with your box of okay. overpriced milk duds <laughs> and your growing late fee-induced shame. Be kind, rewind, and enjoy the show. Oh, wow. Damn. What well an, sad. What an in-depth look at uh, our lives, really. I mean, really, just sticky sticky, <laughs> sticky VHS covers. <laughs> I'm not going to say that that's a true or false story. I'm just yeah. going to call and it I don't it know is. how he knows that, but uh, maybe from experience, dude. 
They're probably hidden in some, one of your closets. They got it. <laughs> well, and fun fun fact about Nick Marula, he is also one of our Patreon members. And I know some of you may not know what a Patreon is. Patreon? Patreon is? A pa- or a patron. 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 Patreonite. But what it is is essentially a way for you guys to get some added cool content from, from us, your favorite podcast, but also supporting us. We just bought um, $13.7 million worth of gear that yeah. we're using right now. So, yeah. kind of, you know, three bucks a month is really going to go a long way. For it really guys. is. It, it all adds up. It all adds up. And uh, we got to tell you, if there's one way that you can continue to help us make this a better show for you, it's by buying $13 million worth of equipment. <laughs> yeah. uh, all on credit. We got like a, like a 23% interest rate. It's like one of the highest ones you can get. Yep. So we're doing pretty good. We're there. doing good though. And I think, uh, I think it'd just be really help. It would help us out if you could just help us with that. With I came into the month. studio today and I saw this doohickey on the on the <laughs> table and some mics and they said, hey, hey, put those headphones on. I'm like, what are headphones? <laughs> we we <laughs> never used Sean, headphones. Sean's never had headphones they're, in the recording. They're plugging in all the doohickeys and the, and the digiradoos <laughs> and I'm, I, I gotta say, I am lit about it. Well, if you're as lit as Sean is, you can you can go to patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Three bucks a month is just some great support. Five bucks a month. There are over two hours worth of bonus conversations in there that you can listen growing every week. And for 10 bucks, you get to help us pick upcoming movies. You also get mentioned in every episode. You ready for this list? Oh, yes. Yeah. These are the $10 folks. Dane, Joel, Tony B, Jordan, Nick Marula, Joseph Kenziuk, Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J, Kirlan. Anna, Big Big Andy, Bud Larson, Anita Richard, <laughs> Anita Richard, get it? Oh, yeah, I don't think that's I, a, I don't think that's a real name. <laughs> oh, Travis, I'm suspicious here. <laughs> Travis Hunziker, Brian Hernandez, and Nick Fulkerson. That is our list of wow. people that are satisfied Patreon. That's, I can't believe that keeps growing. To it, be honest, it gets it gets longer every time. Much like Richard, <laughs> so, <laughs> Anita Richard, Anita Richard, and and. And I just can't tell you how like how how bonerific that makes me. Yeah, man. So so that's thank, awesome. thank you. And sorry to always take up time at the beginning of the episode, but it is very important that we tell you about these cool ways because we know it you is. love the podcast. So yeah, continue listening if you want to. But if you want to go a little bit further, you can you can help us out on Patreon. But you can also help us out non monetarily by leaving a voicemail. Yes, you can. You can you can spew hatred toward us. You can confess your love. You can do whatever you want to do. Our phone number is three one nine eight. 9596. He's learning it slowly. Yes. Well done, Backwards. guys. But this week, we got a new voicemail for you. Here it goes. Yes. Hi. This is a disgruntled listener. And I like to complain about oh. episodes that you haven't even done yet. How in the fuck you have three people who love hockey? How have you not done Mighty Ducks yet? Come on. Where is that episode? He's at? right. I'm also uh. going to bitch about an episode you haven't done yet and about the rating that you guys may or may not give it. <laughs> if you guys review the best baseball movie in the world, The Sandlot, and don't give it at least a 9.2, I will unsubscribe, unfollow, and cancel your hosting platform. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the ending of that. <laughs> I, <love> the ending. <laughs> I right. got him. Got him, yeah. All right, Carl. Yeah. You found out, man. 
So should so was that Carl? You think that was Carl? That was absolutely Carl, our fantastic manager and CEO, Carl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's if there's one sponsor of the podcast, that it's that this we is Carl. We never had to start by paying any hosting, thanks to Carl. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> so you know what? Then fine. In Carl's honor, yeah. I'm going to call it. We already know what next uh, week's episode is going to be. Yeah, I say we do the Sandlot in two weeks. I think we should uh, just because of that. Honestly, I because oh, it's a stupid movie. But oh yeah, we hate it. Dumb. We're going yes. to trash yeah. the fuck out of it. Yeah. It's, it does not hold up. Nope. It's about it as attractive as that kid's hat in the fucking movie. <laughs> it, doesn't, so. it, doesn't, it doesn't have the greatest 4th of July scene no. on, on the planet no. Earth at all. At no. all. So we'll, we'll, we'll do it in two weeks, yeah. just for you. I and guess. again, if you guys want to leave us a voicemail just like Carl did, 319-804-9596. And that is enough housekeeping. We will move on. Yeah. It is time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we're going to discuss one of the most quintessential high school movies of all time, a movie that took us through a 24-hour time period in the lives of high school kids. Every age group, click, and cliche were represented, all portrayed nicely on top of one of the best soundtracks of all time. We are, of course, talking about 1993's Dazed and Confused. But before Sean just literally jumped out of his chair, he's so excited. <laughs> we got to settle him back down. Before right. we start with the full movie breakdown, we like to get that pertinent, important background info about the movie. Sean? Yeah. Continue. Okay. This might be a half hour segment here. <laughs> here we go. All right. The year was 1976. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Fucking> Shawshank Redemption <laughs> style. <laughs> Okay. And it uh-huh. is Randall Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> crawl, crawl through a river of shit. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that Pink made it out that day, but unfortunately, high school is no fairy tale story. <laughs> why do you? Why are you so good at Morgan Freeman? Too? <laughs> why is Agent Good so at every stupid. fucking voice? <laughs> I fucking hate it, man. God. My impressions are terrible. <laughs> okay. Days of Confused, produced by Sean Daniel, James Jacks, which unfortunately won't be the last time we hear James Jacks' name, and Richard Link later himself. Ed- editing by Sandra Adair, casting by Don Phillips, who's a, I want to get casting in there because he's a quintessential part of this film, uh, and written and directed by Richard Link later. Here's the cast. Jason London, Joey Lauren Adams, Mila Jovovich, Sean Andrews, Rory Cochran, Adam Goldberg, Anthony Rapp, Sasha Jensen, Jensen Marissa Rabisi, Wiley Wiggins, Cole Hauser, Kristen Hinojosa, Parker Posey, Matthew McConaughey, Nikki Cat, Ben Affleck, and Jason O. Smith. So after his indie hit Slacker, Linklater was asked. I don't know if you have seen Slacker in his first film. Uh, yes, isn't that where isn't that where the dude from Pete and Pete goes? Why don't you watch where you're going, you skanky ass biatch? That's it. Okay, cool. That's, That's all one. I remember Slackers for that movie. with yeah. Cool Ethan. No, no, Slacker. Uh, dang. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you idiot. So after his <laughs> in, after his indie hit Slacker, Linklater was asked what he wanted to do next, and he said he wanted to make a teenage rock and roll spree. The film would have two shots: one guy driving and putting in Fandango, the album by ZZ Top, in the 8-track player, and another guy talking. The film would have taken the entire album to... Uh, it would be the duration of the entire album, the film would be. Link later, later developed more scenarios and had the first draft written in a month. Universal fast-tracked the production... The film was pitched as the '70s version of American Graffiti, so this isn't this isn't like the first hangout movie no, that there's ever no, been. No, not at all. The film was uh, was film was truly a marriage of independent cinema and big studio production. Link later coming from a very small film to a huge studio like Universal. 
Casting searches were done in Austin, New York, and Los Angeles. Vince Vaughn was almost cast as O'Banion until Ben Affleck filled the role, which I don't know if I can see that or not. No, I don't know. Ben Affleck is O'Banion. It I really mean, is. Like, I don't think anybody else is playing that role. Other actors considered for the cast were Elizabeth Berkley, Mira Sorvino, Ron Livingston, and Claire Danes. Claire Danes was like this close to getting getting a role. I could, I could see that. I, I'm glad Elizabeth Berkeley did not get a role. Yeah. For some reason, I just I just don't like that. She was already the Saved by the Bell, and you know, like, <laughs> no thanks. We've seen you in high school. What yeah. was Ron Living, Livingston gonna be? I don't know, but Does I could say I could totally. It, it just said because uh, he. I don't think he like had anybody in mind for certain characters in, right, the, in right. the film. I just okay. think he like because kind of an ensemble thing. It is not like yeah, you're my. O'Banion. You yeah, know? right. Um, it was just kind of who was best for the role. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely see Ron Livingston. And I, I would be actually yeah. really stoked to see that yeah, version. Yeah, totally. McConaughey was not originally uh, cast as Wooderson. He was a student at the UNI University of Texas and went out to a bar one night and bumped into casting director Don Phillips. Matt, n- <laughs> Matt knew the bartender and the bartender pointed to Phillips and says, that's the guy who cast Sean Penn in Fast Times in Regiment High. Matt went wow. to talk to the casting director and hit it off with him. Apparently, they, all they talked about was like golf and, and yeah. Music. It wasn't an interview. He was just like, "Let's have fun. Let's yeah. just be friends and, and talk." And then, Jesus. like, I think at the end of the night or something like that, uh, Don Phillips was like, "Oh, I'm casting a movie. You'd be pretty great in it. Do you want to try out?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And that was his plan all along. Long con, dude. <laughs> yeah, wow. Dude. Uh, there were some problems with the producers on set. Some of the lines they didn't agree with. Linklater would use a good portion of the morning to rehearse rather than shoot. As the struggles with the producers and Linklater would continue, the actors, on the other hand, had a blast on set. They had a, they had pretty much uh, an entire hotel to themselves and would sometimes go floating and drink often. And I heard there was a lot of hookups. A lot of romances, too. <laughs> yeah. Universal did not get behind the film to back it for wide release whatsoever when it came out. The film, however, was released on September 24th in 1993, grossing $918,127. That's not good. Not a good, not a good one. <laughs> not at all. After becoming a cult classic, the film eventually went on to make $7.9 million VHS and, and DVD sales. Yeah, and, so, I mean, after after word of mouth and everything yes. spread, the, like Universal didn't do shit with the film whatsoever. They just kind of dumped it and didn't really care. So, like, most of the budget went to the soundtrack yes. pretty much. And so they didn't like it. They didn't understand it. And so they didn't get behind it whatsoever. So wow. it didn't get uh, what it deserved at first, but it got what it deserved later on. Well, didn't you say maybe, maybe you've got that information. Cause I, I thought I did, but I don't have it here that, that like one sixth of the budget was for the music. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is so important. <laughs> I mean, like, cause <laughs> yeah. this movie is great, but also like the soundtrack just, woo. We'll get to it. We'll get to that. And what the producers wanted to do with the soundtrack, which is horrendous. Oh, wow. We'll we'll get there. Well, I want to point out one more thing. I know why this is one of your favorite movies, Sean, because that that is also one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. Yeah, probably. Probably something to do with it. He might have coined the term hangout movie for me. Okay. Okay. And that's where I first heard it. Um, I actually like saw an interview with him. He did like a, I think when he was doing Kill Bill, he did like an interview series on like Cinemax or something like that. And he just had like a Quentin Tarantino festival. Yeah. Played like all of his top 10 favorite films of all time. Wow. And uh, this is one of them. And um, I saw saw that interview. Well, as as we always do next, we like to give the audience a little bit of insight into what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it so that we can juxtapose it with what our modern day thoughts are. So, Sean, this being your favorite movie, I mean, I want to hear about the first time and I want to hear what you thought about it the first time. I think actually the first time I saw it was uh, my brother. My brother was super into this movie and honestly, like the shenanigans and everything that the cast and all the characters get into in this film was kind of what my brother 
kind of got into as well when he was in high school. And I was just kind of like a, a tangential kind of witness to all of it, you know, kind of living vicariously through him. And so it was kind of fun to like hear all the stories and see his friends come back from like nights of partying and stuff and just like have them regale what happened that yeah. night and shit. And uh, then I just, I saw him watching this movie. I'm like, Oh, I've heard of that. And, just watched it and and I just kind of fell right into it. I just felt like one of the characters hanging out in in 70s just happened to become one of my uh, or is my favorite era uh, of films in general and just my favorite era in general as as, uh, as a whole. I didn't actually fall in love with the movie or like can give it the moniker of favorite film until maybe four or five years ago. But uh, I'd have to say when I first saw it, it'd probably be I'd probably give it like a. All right, buddy. AJ, what about you, man? This is a movie I saw in my, like, um, early teens. I think my brother Bob and my brother Dave, like, would watch this movie a lot, and they were like, oh, yeah, like, we're in high school, too, and we're really cool, and look, look what all they did back in the 70s, and now we can do that right now, even though it's the 90s or the early 2000s. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't do that now because because it's it's like way worse. Like <laughs> the repercussions are just not good. But I remember I remember watching it, I think, uh, with with them, uh, with at least at, at the very least, Bob. It like also kind of like geeked me out. Like this is one of those movies that like I saw, I think I was in middle school and I'm like, Oh man, like I'm going to go into high school and that's what they do to kids. Like <laughs> that's what they do to kids when you go into high school. Oh man, this sucks, dude. Like I don't want to get beat up and stuff. And like, Oh man, that's scary. And like, so I got geeked out about high school. <laughs> Always scared. And Always I was just scared. It's just way too spooky. It was a spooky okay. movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Well, Can't just watch like, cricket till this fuck, day. Oh my God. <laughs> no fucking way. And so, um, but no, I, I, I just remember like feeling that way, having like basically severe anxiety about going into high school uh, when I was a kid. So Although I thought it was like maybe a fun movie, I I wasn't like super into it because it geeked me out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say when I was younger, I probably gave this movie a a, a five point nine. Five point nine or okay. I'm I'm kind of like you. I this is a very vivid memory. Yeah. I had a sleep. I had just moved to Cedar Rapids at the end of my seventh grade year. Finally made some friends in eighth grade, and I finally had a sleepover with some yeah. of the buds. Right, and they came over to my house, and dude brought a VHS copy of Days Confused and was like. <gasps> <laughs> when your parents go to bed, we got to watch this movie, right? So it felt very like illegal to be watching this. Yeah. And I, and there were some very f- awesome parts of it, but I also didn't get a lot of it. And I also right. too was like, holy shit, high school is going to suck. <laughs> yep. I don't Science like this. Studies, this is going to be tough. <laughs> this is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I totally, I totally loved it. Uh, but at the same time, it was just like, it was just a good movie. Good for some laughs. Good hanging out with the boys, feeling like you're yeah. doing something scary and secret. So yeah. I was just, I was just probably like a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, hey, good movie. Cool. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Yeah. When are we going to watch Dumb and Dumber again? Yeah. Right. Right. Can, we, can we watch that now, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch Billy Madison. So. <laughs> So those are our ratings. The first time we saw it at the end of all this, we're going to give you our modern day ratings, see how it changed. But before we get into the scene by scene review, AJ always does some research for us and hooks us up with ratings, reviews. What did the critics think when this came out? What does the general public think? We got to know. I'm Very dying to know. This. Where do we always start, guys? Say it with me. The tomato meter. Hey. Yeah. Uh, the tomato. I'm glad he said the first because I was going IMDb. Okay. <laughs> 
I'll get it next time. <laughs> you'll, you'll get there. You're having a tough time catching on with like the phone number and the, you know, but that's fine. That's All the fine. important things to promote the show. I don't know what to do. <laughs> We're 30 episodes in and we'll get there. That's it. Uh, 92% on the tomato meter. That's boys. critics. That's critical. So wow. even though the critics loved it, it still had such a terrible release just because yeah. Universal wouldn't get behind it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, it's actually certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes um, at 92%. Audience score took a took a pretty hard nosedive, actually, at, wow. n- at uh, 90%. So, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, my goodness. Yeah, 90% actually from the audience scores. Um, over 100,000 ratings Damn. Uh, on, on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. Is that our highest? For the record, that is number three. Breakfast Club is 92 for audience. Goonies was 91, and Days and Confused is 90. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know if I expected that. To people, truth. people have some really good taste in movies. I think. I, wow, yeah. that's right. You you would you would hope so. Yeah, I I do I do hope so. <laughs> so uh, if we if we go over to uh, IMDb where where the um, the board and reprehensible people just decide that they're going to say okay to a movie, uh, seven point six. Okay. On IMDb, 78 for Metascore. Mm. Okay. We still haven't gotten an 8 on still the IMDb. Someday eight. we will. We cannot. Uh, I'm about to just say, it's like, stop adding like IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very important. We need to know this. It's, it's, it's really, really tight race in there. Also, you are not DB. You are AJ. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. What I appreciate a cool that. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a laugh track thing on this thing. And oh I, my God. Please no. I, I'm not going to do I will leave the show. Well, if you stop telling stupid jokes like that, (laughs) you have to save it for like when somebody is just like just absolutely fucking just horrible jokes. I had a (laughs) zinger the last episode, and you guys didn't give me any. Go ahead, AJ. Okay. Um. (laughs) So I'm gonna kick this actually off with with our boy Raj. Uh, Hell yeah, Hard J on that. He's back. Uh, yeah, he's back. Um, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times gave it a 75 out of 100. This is a good film, <laughs> okay, but it would not cheer people up much at a high school reunion. Oh, there it is. That's all he had to say about that. Okay, oh, that makes no sense. No, nope, stupid idiot. He's just a big dumb dummy head. That's all he is. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah, well, he's dead, and well, he can hear us. He's, he's, he's in the room. Right he's now. in heaven right now, going, "You son of a bitch!" He's omnipresent, like just <laughs> my work. It's like you fucking belittling my word. Who the fuck are you guys? I, I'm Chicago Sun Times. You're confused, brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking Roger Ebert. That's what you said. All right. Uh, 100 out of 100. Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone. That's a fake name, dude. It is. <laughs> There's no you're way. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Peter Travers. Linklater is a sly and formidable talent, bringing an anthropologist's eye to this spectacularly funny celebration of the rights of stupidity. His shit-faced American graffiti, in in, uh, quotations, is the ultimate party movie. Loud, crude, socially irresponsible, and totally irresistible. Damn, that's really good. Yeah. Kind of nailed it. Yeah. Um, There's another 100, uh, the Austin Chronicle. Hometown, baby. They have to write a good one. Come on. 100 out of 100. Uh, from Marjorie Baumgarten. We've had her previously on cool. the show. Marjorie. Actually. That's right. She's actually going to be a guest next week. Yeah. That's right. She'll be here uh, uh, next in week. In studio. Yep. Uh, one of the most exciting movies of this or any other year. It's smart, funny, and wonderfully crafted and performed. Uh, one out of ten. What was this movie? 
literally nothing happened in this movie. Oh, man. It's about kids in the 70s walking around doing normal stuff. I don't know how this movie got remotely good reviews. Worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. Sean, does that cut deep a little bit? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, you're, you're into, I, I, I know people who, who would say that about okay. this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's totally fine. Nothing does happen, yet everything happens. Yeah. Most, most of the bad reviews, they're just like, you just wasted my time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand this type of movie. No. That's basically Going to the dentist and getting a root canal is still not even a waste of your time because there's something valuable happening to your mouth. Right. This is not, uh, watching a movie, no matter how bad it is, is not a waste of your time. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, this is May 14th of 2017. Um, wow. This is the worst movie of all time. I saw its name and comedy genre and decided to watch it. This was a mistake. <laughs> That's a mistake. That's a you, mistake. You better not have no brothers. You have no sons. <laughs> what are all these people doing here? It's the mall. That's the mall. <laughs> okay, I don't like sorry. it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. That's a you better not have no brothers. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. Wow. What a reference. <laughs> it ain't a comedy. There should be a genre named non-comedy for movies like this. Come the fuck <laughs> on. This is so bad I couldn't believe it ended without any ending. Bunch of stupid high schoolers dream walking for a day and it is supposed to be funny. I was hoping for drastic last few minutes. That yeah, that's how I, wrote it. I I was hoping for drastic last few minutes to ignore the torture throughout the movie, but they never came. I couldn't understand a word in the beginning, and the situation never improved. Piece of shit. Hmm. Well, it's a beautiful thing. Some people, man. Some people. Some you people's know. kids, man. <laughs> some people need to be beaten. <laughs> Well, we're going to beat them down during yeah, this entire podcast episode. <laughs> I'm going to get my soul pole and fucking fuck some people up. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> well, boys, but before we get started with the breakdown of Dazed and Confused, I want to break down the fourth wall and give you a look into how I personally prepare for each episode. It's so important. I know everyone wants to know. Ooh. When I sit down to rewatch these classic movies, I always have three things with me. My cat in my lap, my notepad, and a glass of whiskey. The whiskey is maybe the most important thing here because these classic mu movies, movies, these classic <laughs> movies are so warm and nostalgic, which is why we love them, which is why we're here to celebrate them. The whiskey does the exact same thing to me. It always has. Now, I know you all well enough to know that you're wondering, Mike, what type of whiskey? <laughs> Mike, what type hey, of whiskey? The uh, tomato meter. What kind, what kind <laughs> do you drink, Mike? <laughs> well, being from Iowa, there's only one choice for all things whiskey, and that is Cedar Ridge Distillery. Oh, yeah. Yes. From their flagship bourbon, uh, quintessential American single malt, and even their collaboration with Slipknot, you can't go wrong with this Midwestern staple. Yeah, dude. All of our local fans likely already know about the number one selling bourbon in the state of Iowa, but some of our listeners from the rest of the country maybe haven't heard of them yet. That's all about to change since Cedar Ridge is growing and expanding like crazy, especially after winning Distillery of the Year in 2017. Great year. So it makes complete sense that one of the fastest growing podcasts in America, that's us, is working with one of the fastest growing whiskey distilleries in America. That's Cedar Ridge. Hey. 
If you're in Iowa, pick up a bottle today and support this amazing local company that is supporting our podcast. If you're elsewhere and you're a whiskey fan or you have a person in your life who loves whiskey, look them up, find out where you can get a bottle. You can order it online and have it delivered right to your house, or you can pester one of your local retailers to order some for you. Do yourself a favor, click the link in the show notes, find out more, cedarridgewhiskey.com. Sean, what's that? Cedarridgewhiskey.com. AJ, what's that? Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Do it. All right, well, boys, what do you say we put on our best 70s clothes, grab our freshman ass-whooping paddles, jump into our American muscle cars, and head out for a few Sixers? You with me? That Melba toast, dude. Let's hop in. Here we go. So it is May 28th, 1976, the last day of school at Lee High School in Austin, Texas. The next year's group of seniors are preparing for the annual hazing of incoming freshmen. Randall Pink Floyd, the school's star football player, is asked to sign a pledge promising not to take drugs during the summer or do anything that would jeopardize the goal of a championship season. 76. 76. (laughs) When classes end, the incoming freshman boys are hunted down by the seniors and paddled. The incoming freshman girls are also hazed. Maybe one of the most (sighs) iconic openings to a film ever. We talk a lot about intros, Sean, and I mean... This one is probably one of the best we've talked about yet. Yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm usually not even a fan of Aerosmith at all, but this song is a fucking banger. Like Dude. The, the riff in it and everything like that is just like it's heavy. <laughs> it's like it's heavy like and good. Um yeah, I just I I I don't have the name or anything, but I have to give praise to um the production design and everything like that. Like all of the lockers and everything yes. like that all of like the the, the setups, cars the yeah. uh, i mean it is from frame one you feel like you're in the 70s you i've never do. been there but i feel like i i have with this movie it, 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 even if that was in the 70s it is for me now yeah like, that is yeah, what exactly it is. oh and we can't i gotta talk about the intro because a lot of times we've had this conversation maybe not even on this podcast maybe just as friends about the power of music and movies mm. coming together to create something brand new. A lot of times I feel like the music is what enhances the scene, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the video visual. But in this, it's almost like the complete opposite because I also do not like Aerosmith. Yeah. And this, this, the visual cinematography of that intro makes me absolutely love that song yeah. more than like, I, I went back because of this movie and the soundtrack, I've been listening to like, pretty much all of this music yeah. for the last two weeks. Fucking fall that it, dude. Yeah. Dude, it is so, it is absolutely amazing. It's really easy to just kind of just fall into this movie because it's like, it's got Pickford and, and uh, I can't remember Mila John, uh, Jovovich's character yeah. or whatever, but they're like rolling in, in that road runner. Yep. And like, you're just immediately thrown in. You got to get to see and meet all the characters, like a lot of the high school guys and stuff like that and girls. And, and like, it's like, you just kind of you start meeting everyone mm-hmm. um, without actually meeting them. Uh, it's kind of like Goonies in that sense where yeah, it introduces every true. character right. without really saying anything, just kind of introduces them. Yep, exactly. And I love that so much about this movie. I had to ask you guys, I'm going to ask you early on in the movie, okay. who's your favorite character? Right, right, right. 
Who okay. is it? I have mine. I know. I already know who it is. I'll, I'll talk more about him later. Uh, I think Mel's my favorite. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I have some specific I, things about I like Mel that later. choice a lot. Yeah. Melvin? Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. It's so difficult. Well, uh, well, while you're thinking, though, that that's why this movie is so great is because it really genuinely like makes you one of your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you really fall in love with these characters. And in fact, I want to know what happens to them down the line. Yeah, like, okay. I want to know where they go and I, stuff. I know? have something to add to that okay. later on. Make sure you remind me. I will. Okay. No, probably remember. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think so uh, friends are for. I don't know if I could give you an answer, unfortunately, maybe, maybe later on down the show. But um, I do have to say that I think Rory Cochran at this yes. time, this time frame for the entire cast and the movie itself was the best actor. Yeah. And I mean, like awards and stuff like that aside, I know Matthew McConaughey's won an award and Ben Affleck's not oh, for yeah. acting, but oh, you yeah. know, obviously, um, I think he might be the. I mean, he might be the best performance uh, besides Matthew McConaughey's character yeah. in this movie. Ben Affleck, you're saying? Uh, no, besides. Uh, oh, Rory Cochran. Yes, Rory Cochran yes. and Matthew Slater. McConaughey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you, man? Don. 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 Love, love me some that's, Don. That's my favorite. Yeah. Love me some favorite, Don, dude. dude. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's he's like my favorite because because he is he is so much both sides. We'll get into him yeah. later. Yes. But he's so much both sides. He is all about like these shenanigans, these yep. high school shenanigans. He's just kind of all over the place. He's ready to go. He's geared up at, for any situation. Yes, he is. And but he's also he's also really cool and down to earth and he, he he really cares about his friends and stuff. Like when we we'll get into like the party scenes later yes. on and stuff. But like when he but he's ready to take take part in that in the fucking paddle downs and yeah. like be there for that and really and but on the other side he's just like he's like you know i think you just take a little bit too personally you know i think you just kind of like you know why do we do this like we don't don how many times have you gotten laid strictly because you're a football player i don't know a few i guess but he's like he's there intimate like he walks right through that door but right dude before he just like about punches him and you're just like it's like he fake punches the kid and then he makes sure to slide through the door without touching it slips right through the door and then and then he's just like i don't know a few i guess he, just, like, he continues on the conversation it's it's one of my favorite performances in this movie yeah. is his character because he 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 is that so like character. randall pink floyd is is dwelling on this this signing yeah. the pledge sheet the whole day right, right and he right. cannot get over it he's yeah. got all this stuff he's got to worry about but don immediately moves from like hey you should sign the pledge sheet to like hey who's in the class yeah oh it's oh yeah, shit yeah. vicky's in there oh Vicky, come on let's go let's go get it like he just and then and then he moves on to the teacher and yeah. I mean he just has no concern he just floats through life like what's the next thing man yeah. it's so Sasha, perfect Sasha Jensen is is his actor yeah. is is the actor I've only seen him in one other film and it's Halloween four mm. oh wow and I, I was obviously after this I don't know like I looked up his filmography and I was like I don't recognize much of I don't any know of this. really it's what crazy. he did after this I know he does some conventions and stuff like that and does, you know he's like in the reunion of this but just never kind of kept with never, the acting thing. never really did anything but he i i mean I, from what i know like interviews that i've watched he's really down to earth and but yeah i yeah. agree he's i think he is one of the best characters in, in this entire movie for yeah. sure just just to keep up with it i i to talk about how we love every single character i i'm also a benny fan what is his actor name i got you because uh, he moved on he Cole went Hauser. on his, dude Hauser. he's done he's, so he did pitch black remember black. how badass he was in that yep. but the when he when he's standing there and uh mitch's sister says take it easy on him he's kind of a little guy and he goes there's a little bullshit and he's a dead man he's fucking he's dead fucking like fucking the dead. way he the way he delivers that line is just so perfect even when he says, <laughs> 
says to the coach, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I've been getting such good grades in English, man. I've been thinking about becoming a writer. What'd you think about What'd that? What'd you think about that? Huh? <laughs> I, I love every one of these characters yeah. so much. Yeah. He, he is, he is also a great one because he, he goes from like, uh, intense to fun yes. very quickly in this movie. He's in a this little role. bit scary at times. Well, yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like, fuck, I don't want to fuck with Benny or anything. When he like slams that. the door later on. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, uh, but at the same time, like he's, he's just like, Hey, what are you doing? He doesn't have to fucking do shit. He's like, you got any more details you want to yeah. let me in on? He's like, yeah, I got a few details. You know, <laughs> yeah, on, he went from it. scary, angry yeah. to friendship. Yeah, exactly. and, and then that opening scene, I uh, just, the subtle, the subtle shots, like okay, where he's, yeah. where he's got his goggles on his head, <laughs> yeah, but yes. it says, wear your goggles. Like, just <laughs> little itty bitty subtle shots yeah. like that are what make this movie so perfect for yeah. me. I like, um, the. Adam Goldberg and Anthony Rapp, yes. their their characters are definitely the ones that I would be in high school. Like especially Adam Goldberg, like I'm, I'm afraid to go to parties. Yeah, I don't I, I don't want to have any new experiences. But like this is the night, you know. We gotta we gotta this do the it. One. We get let's let's go to the party. Fuck the poker game, you know. Let's go to the party, and uh, always had that like Marissa Rabisi character too. Uh, I forget her name. Cynthia. 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 There you go. Uh, Always had that at at, at yes. that time too, like the the girlfriend. Were you, you in, know? were you in love with said girlfriend? No, because I think those boys are in love with Cynthia too. Do you yeah, think? No, not in not, that. Not way. so much. Okay, not, no, I don't think so. I think it's because like especially after he gets in the fight or whatever. That's true. You know, he's it's just like you know they got into a brawl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but, <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> they that would definitely be one of those guys. For so sure. so I have a question for you. Do you think Richard Linklater was was Adam Goldberg's character? Because I for some reason I picture that. Because this was very based on him. In fact, yeah. he got sued by people yes. that had the exact same. Dude, listen to this. They had the exact same names. Bobby Wooderson, mm -hmm. Andy Slater, and Richard Floyd, former, former high school classmates of Linklider, sued him, saying that they, they, they didn't have his permission to use his likeness. But statute of limitations had run out. It, mm -hmm. was, okay. two, it was more than 10 years later. But I always pictured one Link, of them, one Linklater of them was as like, being a nerd. Yeah, one of them was like really pissed about it. And then like the other one, or one of them... Like legitimately admitted, just like I just wanted some money. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like the movie. The people who sued him were said that, but uh, I think he's Mitch. Oh, do you? Because I know he played baseball, and and I don't know if you guys have seen the spiritual sequel to this movie at all. Everybody wants some. No, have to watch it. Okay, okay. just as good. Mm. Really, I, it, big praise because this is my favorite movie of all time. Everybody wants some is just as good. It's it's takes it's kind of the it's kind of the sequel. What happened to these characters after? None of these. It's not not linear whatsoever. Right, anything, of course. But it's it's characters going into college in like early eighties. Okay, so good. But yeah, I think he's Mitch because uh, I know he played baseball and stuff like that, and um, which. Willie Wiggins did not. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> you can tell this like this these groups. Yeah, they are kind of like in their own little um like sex or like you know uh uh clicks yeah. and whatnot. But they all float together. Yep. They all do. They you all intertwine. Tell. But yeah. that's kind of how high school was. Like you yeah. had your clicks, but you'd you sort of yeah. intermit. It's like those graphs where the circles overlap yeah, each those, other kind yeah. of thing. The Venn diagram. Venn diagram. Yeah. AJ Venn's diagrams. AJ, AJ. Hey, right. You don't know how many fucking times I heard that in high school. <laughs> fucking Venn's, Venn's diagrams. <laughs> Fuckers. Anyways. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we have broken. I, I feel you like just, you just what fucking, just happened. You just had to fucking drink. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have another drink. Oh, uh, Give me some more whiskey, bro. Yeah, no, more whiskey. That's a good point, though. But I, they all float together. They really do. And I think it, the movie nails that part of it where, like, I 
I've seen that in high school. I've never like, I mean, I, I hung out with certain cliques and, but I had kind of had my, like my, my click, like yeah. my niche, like four or five friends that I would hang out with, but I'd be cool with everyone else too. Yeah. You know, I'm like you were in high school and it, they really nailed that aspect. Like even, um, Parker Posey's character later on, um, when they get to the Emporium, like just grabs Matthew yes. McConaughey's ass or whatever. Yeah. And like, obviously they have some history. Like, yeah. like it's cool to see that, you yeah. know? And that's the first time that we see them interact. It's Subtle. Like, Really, they, I, I think they've had some history for sure. And, and honestly, that's like one of my last things, like maybe in this point of it or kind of moving out of this, this, uh, these scenes or whatnot is, is all how well the subtleties are, are played on. Right. And how those, how those little things that you see, uh, yeah, of the characters yes. like interacting with each other it's not it's not the direct interactions that happen it's all it's all the the small stuff mm-hmm. like that that really shine yeah but like just just like you said man they're, they're every nothing's wasted in this right. movie mm-hmm. for everybody that thinks nothing happened it's like no everything happened everything happened. in this 24 hour period and every shot is means something in yeah. this movie when you when you see that and you you say like you have people that say like well nothing happened in this movie it's like like you say, everything happened in this, in this movie because back then, when you're in high school, everything happens. Completely. It's your whole world. It's it's, yeah. it's what your world is. Yeah. Like you know, the fact that you're out and able to go driving around like that—that that was a big deal. Like it was, it was that was doing something. Mm-hmm. Oh well, what do you guys? What do you guys usually do? You know? Oh, you know, just hang out just with the girls, around. drive around. You know that kind of stuff. There's a big party tonight. You know, you know, you want to come to that? And like, no, that's how that shit evolved mm-hmm. when you were a kid like that. You know. And you thought it was such a big deal. How upset were they when, like, they found out the fucking party wasn't happening? Yeah. Like, it's nothing's happening. And then, and then you start you start realizing, like, later on, that you start realizing, like, people are so dedicated to this idea that, like, no, what what can we put together? I got an idea. Something has to happen tonight. It's the last day of school. Yeah, yeah. They're well represented. Uh, females in, yeah. in in this movie, they're they're well represented, and I know like a lot of the guys are just like, yeah, I just want trying to fuck them, you know. Which high school, high school. Um, I I read that Richard Linklater had um, he he improvised a lot of things. Like I I saw an interview with him. He said uh, uh, Wiley Wiggins was being cast. He's like, I don't know if I can read all those lines, man. He's like. You don't need to learn your lines. We're going to throw those out anyways. You know, it was like a direct okay. quote from him. But I know that uh, Parker Posey and uh, Pink's girlfriend, uh, S- Simone, Simone, Simone. Jo- Joey Lawrence Adams. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. They they were actually really good friends on set and and like hung out a lot. And they like wrote their own scene together just to represent like more female oh, yeah. interaction. Wow. And they want like because girls talk about things too. That's what they were saying. And um, yeah, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. and Richard Linklater was like, "Fuck yeah, let's shoot it." And it, it, it he's like it broke my heart to edit it out. Right, like right. He had to cut it for time, and but yeah, oh, so. So it's before we move on, we got to talk about the the paddles and the hazing because okay, yeah. like it, it was actually really cool because when you first watch it, you're just like, oh, like that would never happen today, and like that's did that really happen back then? Right. And all you think about is just the, <clears throat> oh, that's cruel that the seniors are are doing this to the freshmen. Like that's how I always envisioned it. But this time, Benny Benny even says, I've been waiting three years for this hunting children. Yes, <laughs> but but you understand it more. It's this. It happened to you, yeah. Right. So you have to give it back. Yeah. yeah. We we invented a game once, very drunk, in my parents' acreage once, called Chair of Death, where you would sit in a line of chairs, shoulder to shoulder, and you couldn't move, and the people on the other end would take turns throwing a tennis ball at you as hard as they can, okay, to try to hit one of you. But people would always want to play the game. Go, I want to play too. It's like, well, you can't throw the ball unless you sit 
and and mm-hmm. potentially get hit by the ball. Right. You can't play that. You can't just move to town and be a senior and start paddling kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it happened, but it's this like rite of passage. Like yeah. it happened to me. I've been thinking about this for three years because I'm going to give it back. And there's yeah. instances, 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 instances th- throughout the film that that is true because it's it. They do get pleasure from it. It's like they have fun yes. doing it yeah. for sure. And it's like a drunken good time, but it's also like, no, this is something that you need to go through because we all went through it. And like pink kind of tells him, we'll get to that scene, but, um, I, I like how they reiterate that. It's yes. not It's not just cruel, no. un, unusual punishment. It is like a rite of passage. But hold on a second. The, at some point, let's pretend this was real life and this really happened at your school. At some point, this would become, someone would complain, a, a parent would be like, my little Bobby. Nowadays. Right. Oh God, so yeah. at some point, this was canceled. Now imagine you're a freshman. You get your licking and it's like three days till you graduate <laughs> and then they ban it. Yeah. And like you don't get that retribution. Yeah. Yep. Like that's that happened at some point. If yeah. this was real, at some point this was canceled and you didn't get to repay that. Yep. Or people how. just thought it was like, why are we is this kink shaming too? <laughs> that's what the, canceling it is kink shaming. Yes. Um, but it's also a weird kink to just do to freshmen yeah. un- under class. Yeah, I don't know. And sell concessions at. <laughs> no <way to> go. <laughs> well, so at this point, at this point, we're already kind of past like like the the hazing and whatnot, or this is part of these scenes and and like that 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 scene between Mike and Tony yeah. talking like I mean obviously like the community is supporting this <laughs> to some degree. I mean at least to some degree. I mean they're letting them use the parking lot. I mean I mean there's there's concessions, <laughs> but but it's a very good commentary. Yeah. on that process. It's a, it's a great point. It's like, it's like to, to be honest, I feel like like those guys are kind of like w- learning or watching with us because they aren't, they aren't like in these like popular groups yeah. per se, but they're just like, yeah, this is, this is happening. This is kind of crazy, but like but we're good. You they're know? the intellectual philosophical ones yeah. look, looking in on all this and, <laughs> yeah. and philosophizing it. Philosophizing. Um, great use of the word. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But they're the ones like giving context to like a, a more of like a Freudian. Yes. Uh, level, oh, wow. you know, uh-huh. oh, well, and even even the teacher, this. even the eighth grade teacher, like laughs yeah, yeah. when he hears the seniors swearing through a megaphone. <laughs> he goes, oh, "That's pretty funny, man, Mister Payne." Like I, like I, like my sergeant said before. <laughs> Twenty, fifty of you going into the jungle. Twenty five of you ain't coming back. back. <laughs> They're just like, okay, that was they, worthless. I've heard that before. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. His friend Carl actually also, if now that we're on him, has gone through puberty at least three times already. Yeah. He has ah! way too deep of a voice. Except when it when he goes, except ah! when it cracks, and I, oh. I hate Carl. Okay, do you think Carl? Do you think yeah. Carl's actually David Spade? Because <laughs> I thought, wait, well, is that David Spade? Their other, their other friend who got the car keys is is definitely Leo DiCaprio. That's it. Uh, yeah. It does kind of look <laughs> like or uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Hocus Pocus? Yeah, oh, okay. Omri Katz, whatever, and Binks. Yeah, it was but, Binks. Oh, yeah. Whoever played Binks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the girls and everything is just kind of um, whatever. You know, their their whole thing. It's a little more annoying than it is. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it's it's just it's fun. Um, besides the degradation of yes. of underage people but yeah. um i'm sure my tiktoks are gonna get flagged for oh, yeah. child <laughs> yeah. abuse or yeah. whatever it's come on one of my favorite shots and one of my favorite like things throughout the movie or things about this film that i love is the dudes hanging out in the back of the truck with like literally lawn chairs in the back of their truck drinking beers 
by a theater and that shot yep. of family plot in the background at that Hitchcock, theater. Hitchcock, right? Hitchcock family plot is one is actually one of my favorite Hitchcock films of all time and his last. Um, but uh, I, I love it so much and um, I don't know. Yeah. Just the cinematography and that, that just like kind of sets in motion, like the plans for tonight. Yep. Yep. And I also want to bring up like how good this movie is at telling time throughout one day, because as we move on, it is perfect. As once we get to the baseball game, it is perfect. Like, that's that sunset, man. It, it it goes by just like that, and to tell it in a montage is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, wipe that face off your head, bitch. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> uh, I just want to I just want to make mention of o- O'Banion in this yes. process today because I know like, I bet for, whatever for you're going to say. Do you I bet what you're going to say is get my note. Go for it. Okay. So number one, it's when he rolls up. You hear O'Banion flunked. Yeah. What a dumb shit. <laughs> so this is the guy that like 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 nobody really likes, but no it's like one we, likes we O'Banion. Deal with him, and it's like okay, fine. Like he's here to you know he's like he said he's a good guy to have blocking for you. You know. Yeah. But he revels in this shit too much. He's too much of an asshole. And he just blur blows like right up, gentlemen, huh? Benny, Don, Melvin, <laughs> how we doing? Uh huh. And he's just like it's fucking Ben Affleck. Ready to kick some ass? So You're all ready good. to bust some ass? What, <laughs> what are you doing? Picking up trash? <laughs> you trash? What are you doing? So like as as like the the traditions and everything are like coming up, like the like keeping with that paddling freshman yep. and everything like that. There's representations of like keeping that too close to your, you know, like having that be your end all be all. Yeah. Which is O'Banion. Yeah. You know, he's like, that's what it's all about. And then pink is just like, whatever. Yeah, I, I did it, I but whatever. And then Don is just like, yeah, let's do it. But then also like, it's like, let's give him a beer afterwards. You know? <laughs> yes. Um, and then Melvin, who's just kind of, you know, but there's representations, you know what I'm saying? Like different uh, thought process of like, what's like the old guard, like holding on too close to that. Yeah. And, and then let's like, uh, letting it go, which we'll get further into uh, as the and movie goes on. O'Banion is definitely, I feel like he's been through this before. Yeah, actually he's already, he's, he's getting already double, this. he's getting double takes on so, this. Yeah. So speaking to both of your points, it's, it's that he, they, it's like, he's almost disrespecting the fact that he's going to do this again with yeah. these other guys yes. and it's their fucking turn. And it's very disrespectful yes. almost to like take this and revel in it like that and be totally overbearing. And I love how they just like, they tell him to get out. Like, I know they're all like really intense. Like, all right, you get out, you get out, you get out. And he's just like, so he, and he tracks down Mitch and, and, uh, fucking Carl. Carl and he's gets, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Oh, there are some <laughs> ruffians I just, about. I was just escorting your fine young gentleman from home. There are some ruffians about. And <laughs> Un- unbelievable. I mean, ben Affleck is so good yeah. in this movie. And, and this is one of the telltale things of why I love a performance so much is how much I hate that person. Yes, yeah. correct. He, I, I really hate O'Banion. I love Ben Affleck for it. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's move along. So after the girls are dropped off at home, Sabrina is asked by Jody to come hang out with them that night. Sabrina agrees. At Kevin Pickford's house, his girlfriend Michelle, Pink, and their friend Slater hang out and smoke weed. 
Pickford had been planning a large keg party while his parents would be out of town on vacation. However, the plan is foiled when the delivery guy shows up before his parents leave. That night, Mitch has to pitch for his local Little League baseball team and Benny, Melvin, O'Banion, and Pink watching and taunting him from the stands. After the game, he's given a vicious beating. Pink offers Mitch a ride home and invites him to hang out later that evening. There's even a lot to unpack kind of in this little part right here, too. <laughs> they said nothing happens yeah. in this movie, yet yeah. everything I just said is like, we should talk about that. Oh, we should talk about that. <laughs> so like, I'm going to move move to the girls a little bit here because, number one, Jody, Love Jody. I do. I, I like, yes. like love her in this movie, like yes. that character, like that person. I feel like we all knew this Jody in high school yep. and just a, an overall sweetheart during like the initiation bullshit rituals. She even says to just like to Tony, it's like, I'm supposed to be being a bitch. It's just like, <laughs> this is stupid, but I, I'm doing it too. Yeah. So, what a what an awesome thing to like invite. Yeah. You know, her to come, uh, Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah. To invite her to come with and and be a part of this and like. Same with Pink too. Same with Pink. It, it, yeah. And the same thing with Pink. And that's why I also have this really like like kind part in my heart for for Pink because he doesn't revel in the idea. He's just like I went I went through it. I didn't like it. Why should I be doing this to other people? Kind of that. We're only seeing him paddle one shot at a very just timid little pat. Yeah. It's yeah. the only time we see Pink Floyd Tap. use the paddle. And Tap. he's just like, all right. And then you got Melvin who's, who's standing right there. He's like, well, it was a bullshit about the party, you know, but, <laughs> but Hey, we got a few Sixers, you know, us, you're going to come out with us and stuff. <laughs> and that's love like, Melvin. Melvin keeps it going, man. Yes. He's perpetuating like the good times. Yes. Like they, they had their fun. He used that soul pole. He's 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 just like Don, man. Yeah. That's why him and Don are like two of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. And they're just there because like, yeah, we are going to partake. We get past the bullshit. Let's go have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, mo we've moved on. We moved on. We're done. Like, so uh, Wiley Wiggins did not know how to play baseball, uh, but they, he was asked when he was cast if he did. And he's he lied. Of course, because um, that's what you do. But, yeah. but let's, you know, let's be realistic here. Like, you don't have to know how to play baseball. Most people know how to throw a ball. Right. He didn't even know how to throw a ball. He couldn't catch a ball. Oh, if, like between us two. Yes. We are not even eight feet apart. Which is we're vaccinated. Was he English or no? Is that his heritage. And even even the way he was cast, there was a, I think the somebody I don't know if it was Don Phillips, the casting director or not, but uh, he was just walking out of a coffee shop. He said, and he had long hair at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's all they were looking and for. They, and they just like, hey, you want to come try out for the film? He's like, okay. And so he got it. And, you so know, he got he got. Florida Beach Mike. He did. He did. That's he got he everything did. I've ever dreamed about. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I'm hey. sorry. You were in the wrong place. To keep on the baseball thing, I've seen that. It's a YouTube documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. If you just type in like Daisy Infused it's so good. documentary or something, it's what? 25 minutes long? Yeah, I think like 45 minutes to an hour. It's or something. really wow. good. And they even show how they even tried to teach him how to pitch. Mm -hmm. And wow. he still couldn't get it. So if you now go back and watch the movie when Mitch winds up, oh, it's terrible. It then it then is a shot from behind that yeah. is a stunt double <laughs> yeah. for the ball leaving the hand, and then it goes back to him as if he had just thrown it. Oh man! So he was an indoor kid. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That documentary is so <laughs> he's incredible. Walking out of a coffee shop as like as a thirteen year old. Yeah, he's an inside kid. <laughs> you don't drink coffee like an Uncle Buck. The the bitch sister like yes. you don't drink coffee um but yeah it's it's fun he, he um we can talk about his face touching we will a little later i've got everything. stats to back it up he, he's he's passable to me as as an actor yeah. in playing this part he's not like great 
but there's certain instances where he is really yes. good. Yeah. Especially the la- the later part of the movie. Yes. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, I did I did read too like a lot of the baseball scene or like especially the the scene where they are uh uh or you know doing the walk the, the, the handshakes yeah whatever yeah slap like, hands yeah, good game yeah, yeah right whatever. yeah right uh, the, yeah right, right. <laughs> the pro- yeah, so good the producers did not want him to shoot that whatsoever he's like this is really important to me yeah and it's one of the best shots of the film because one well one Carl is not a friend he literally rats him out and just like yes. hey can you leave throughout can you leave through the back because we you know we're just to distract these other people and so they're get gonna away. get you anyway such a not a friend not yeah, a friend not a good friend um, but the shot when they're when they're doing the handshake it's one continuous shot of uh, Mitch and his friends in oh. the foreground and then and the guys you know, in the Bannon background and Melvin and everybody in the background cat calling him pretty much you oh, know yeah. like, oh mitchy 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 you know that it's such a good one I, I yeah i can't believe they didn't want him to do that at all you know yeah. dude to talk about mitch though i agree everybody used to hate on mitch when we used to watch this movie and like oh this kid he touches his face all the time and he's but like this time we're trying to be brutally critical like i it really worked for me yeah because he he's this kid who's of eighth grader who has no clue about anything, and then he gets to learn it. Yeah, and then he he sort of transforms throughout the movie. He really totally, does. dude. Yeah, he, yeah. He's gonna be awkward, you know. He should be. He's gonna be awkward as a, as this like eighth grade going on ninth grade. I'm I th- I'm assuming that's what it is. Uh, down oh in yeah. Texas. Um, but you're just like yeah, like you're gonna be awkward, and like he finds uh, Sabrina at the uh, Emporium. Yes, and, you know, and like that's a that's a scene that's like really it's really notable. I yeah. really love you know? that scene. And but they, they run into each other. I feel like this is this like star crossing kind of thing, not like star cross lovers kind of thing. It's just like oh, they're kind of in the same situation, and, yeah. and they happen to cross paths. Um, I love how it wasn't like a love story for them. Number right. one, yeah, wouldn't have made sense. But and they're not like really friends no it's like oh i know you you're, oh, you're in my like science class you, you know? notice how that was almost the most normal conversation really mitch is. had in the entire because he was like oh somebody i know yeah you know how like you go to a party and you don't know anybody but then you see someone yes. you know yes. and yes. you're like oh i know you yeah <laughs> it's but also it's the, a little bit awkward because he's a kid talking to a girl and yeah, he's yeah. talking touching his nose and like you know which that, in that scene he touches his nose 13 times <laughs> okay l- no i had to go count mitch does touch his nose 13 times but he touches his face a lot throughout the movie, right? Yeah. I went back and counted 29 times <laughs> Mitch Kramer touches his face in the movie. And that does not include hair wipes where he's pulling his hair back. Oh, this is oh a touch God. to the face 29 times. I mean, the hair doesn't count. It's, he's got some sick flow. You know, you're yeah, maintaining sure. yeah, it, yeah. but that's that's acceptable. But he touches his face 29 times. Oh, my God. Someone had to do it. I, I'm I'm upset that it's not an even number, but <laughs> like I couldn't just do it one more time. Oh my god! <laughs> well, also, I mean, I'd like to do a Slater appreciation here too. There, there's a that whole scene when they go over to Pickford's, and just just how Slater navigates that yeah. whole scene. He does the like straight A's. <laughs> He's like, oh really? <laughs> and then when they go inside, he kind of trips over the flower. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah. A very subtle scene. All and, of the subtleties. Yes. And then when they get in the room, when the dad busts in, uh, many times in the movie where Slater's just too stoned to do anything, he just sits there and doesn't make eye contact with anyone and doesn't move and doesn't say a word. Yeah. He, 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 he's he weighing he's his being, bag of weed. Yeah. He's just like, is this enough? He tucks it under his shirt. Really. Yeah, yeah. At the last second. The last on, second the, No, this is very important. Is this yeah. bag of weed light? Uh, you're not going to distract me, man, from making sure I get what I'm what I'm owed. Said, All right, that's fifteen. He's like, "Can you give me 10 Can you give me ten? <laughs> I'll pay you back. You spot me ten, man. I'll pay you back Monday. And shit, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so the word "man" is said two hundred and three times in the movie. Oh, another odd number. Sixty-seven of them are from Slater. Oh, <laughs> that is thirty-three percent of the mans in this movie uh, come from Slater. Are you cool, man? <laughs> cool, man. Speaking of Sean Andrews in Pickford, uh, yeah. And as we get to McConaughey here, Sean Andrews, who plays Pickford, who right? plays Pickford, was supposed to be like one of the main characters throughout the whole film. They're supposed to kind of focus on him a lot, like Sean Andrews and uh, or Pickford and, and Pink. Pink Floyd were supposed to be like best friends in the in the film. Okay. But Sean Andrews had this weird complex on set where he he was kind of a prima donna about everything, and uh, actually Pink or um, Jason London and Sean Andrews got like into a fight in a fight, yeah. And L Richard Linklater himself had to break it up pretty much. And that kind of ex like he he did this not to not to even just Jason London but like to the whole cr like crew and and cast. Really, um, he was just being kind of a fucking prima donna dickhead. And um, him and Mila Jovovich were actually dating at the time, uh, and so she was just kind of tangentially being that way too. So they were th that couple was were supposed to be a lot more present in the movie. In the movie way more. And so Richard Linklater just kind of cut around him, especially after he saw that McConaughey could hold his own, which he fucking does. Yeah. And uh, so he, he kind of took over a lot of Sean Andrews' parts pretty much. Dude, they, well, they wrote parts for uh, McConaughey. Well, Mila Jovich's character is on the poster. Yeah. Yeah. And she was barely in the movie. So right. that, that really plays out to what you just said. Do oh, you also right. know that they eloped? And yeah. got married, Sean Andrews and Mila Jovovich. She stopped acting until Fifth Element to do music. Like the song that she plays later on is one it's of her really songs. her songs. Yeah, she's got an incredible voice. She really does. She's on that Pussifer song. M is for Mission. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, it's incredible. All right, so Pink arrives at Mitch's house later with Wooderson, a former student at the school who dropped out and works for the city. They drive to their local hangout, a pool hall called the Emporium. Though most people at first seem a bit suspicious of Mitch, he's eventually accepted. Mitch proves his worth by joining the guys on a run to smoke weed and destroy some ma mailboxes, felony offenses, as well as when he's able to buy beer for Mel across the street. Sabrina and Mitch meet up at the Emporium and hatch a plan to humiliate O'Banion. I'm going to let you say what I'm going to say. Okay. I, mean, I, I, know, I know you well enough now through this podcast that there's probably something that you want to say about the scenes I've discussed that I'm going to let you say it. Okay. Well, first of all, this is our introduction to, well, not our introduction to McConaughey, but um, one of our first instances of him walking in slow-mo to the Emporium with Bob Dylan, <sighs> Hurricane playing is so iconic. And he even said, he's like, I don't, I don't walk face first. I don't, I don't walk feet first. I walk dick first. And so like, he's like, then I, he was talking to Don Phillips in, in an interview. He's like, yeah, I, I, the way I came up with my walk was, I'm gonna make him walk dick first. <laughs> it's like, so I went back and like watched it again. Like, and he really does. He's walking dick first. 
His How dick is leading. <laughs> wow. So funny. Just, How iconic is that, though? We've all been in a situation where you've walked into a place. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. felt like it is slow motion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, and I don't know why, especially in high school and college, I felt that way. Where you walk in a room and you're just like, what's up, everybody? Oh, what's up? After what's we play shows, man. Yes. I'm just like, yes, I own this room right now. Yes. And that, and that just, again, these little, nothing happened. They just walked into a room. Why did they waste a shot on that? No. It is so important that yeah. they wasted a shot on that. It was awesome. This is That's exactly what I was going to say. This is one of those things, though, too, that I, like, I, I have to say, uh, I'm trying to think of the song when they pick up Mitch from his house. It is it, there's there's a change in music that happens. It is different, and then you never notice the transition of music when it actually turns into Hurricane. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and like it, it it transitions. There's this transition of it going into Hurricane, and because the song is different, when I think when they're talking in the car. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, whose bowling ball is this? <laughs> or, or sorry, no, 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 my bad. Whose uh, car is this, man? Whose who's car is this? Uh, have you met Wooderson? He's like, it's like, how's it no, going, man? <laughs> you got a joint? Say, man. <laughs> you know, so there's this, there's this uh, transition in music, and you never notice it until they allow you to notice it. Mm. When it's when they do that saloon entrance into the emporium, spread the doors, walk in. Dick first, like you say. So man, I'm going to start trying that. so good. I'm going to walk right? into church next weekend like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't, just kidding. I don't go to church. <laughs> Hail Satan. And, uh, and this is a time where like billiards and darts yes. and, and everything was, was like, way, man. was like what you did. Hey, you know, there was not a single cell phone inside in that. Emporium. Can you imagine, right. man? <laughs> like, man, um, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of like those times. Like there was, we are. I consider myself like the one of the last generations to like, I, I think right when phones came out or right when phone, like everybody had a phone was right when I was getting a phone, like in after high school pretty much. And so I did experience like going and skating to Walmart and, and uh, skating outside of target. And that's what we did. Like we, we fucked around, we went outside and we did shit, you know, we didn't stay inside and play video games or like on our phones or anything like that. And that's what I, one of the things that I love about this movie is that it's, it, you don't see that. And that's, if you made this movie today, that's what it would be, you know? Exactly. I mean, I guess you have super bad and stuff like that. Like people are still but doing these th- kind of things. That was still super bad was what? 2001. True. Uh, yeah. Even whatever it was, five, six, it was still before it became a, such an integral part of our lives. You bet. It's, it's the equivalent of Adam Goldberg, Adam, Adam Bol- Goldberg's character playing chess or, uh, poker yeah every every weekend yes and and it's like no drop your fucking phone real quick and go have some fucking experience go have yourself some visceral experience you know that's right yeah and um i when you when they kind of go into the important you know everybody it's i don't know that it's like necessarily like uh like it doesn't happen too much anymore but you can definitely tell like people went home they changed. They had a little montage about it, yeah. even like yeah. they went home, they got ready, they yes. changed, they put on a nice shirt, and like so, like Pink's got on his like bell bottoms, you yeah. know, like that kind Fucking of stuff. Balinese by ZZ Top, yeah. yeah, dude, and like people, like they got their nice shirts on, mm-hmm. like the collars open and stuff like that, and I see Melvin walk around that table with the with yeah. the pool the pool cue and everything. You're just like. Yeah, this is it's like a cool experience. Like people are going out tonight. We yeah. gotta find out what to do though. Well, it was it, it was really cool to see like 
the the lights of the top notch light. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was yes. really reminiscent of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which probably inspired Tarantino to do that. Probably. Um, but AJ, I understand you've been to Top Notch yeah. in Austin, but it's cool. Like that's like their like headquarters. That's like where they all meet to be like, what's going on tonight? And everyone's mingling and talking with everybody, saying like, um, are you going here? I heard the party was busted yes. and everything like that. It's like a common ground, and so is the Emporium. Yes. It seems like they're like almost a stone's throw away from each other. Well, you even see the shot, an, another wasted shot of a couple of the girls drive into top notch, drive around and drive out because yeah. all they were doing was trying to find where the yeah. friends are seeing who was here. It, it, you couldn't, you had to say, we are going to meet here at this time. And that is the last communication you had with anyone until right. you met them somewhere. That's right. That is, and that was the, and it, we worked just fine. It worked yeah. just fine that way. And in fact, all the people had to go to the party to find out it was busted That's true. without, yeah. because you can't tell, yeah. you can't tell everybody the party was busted. on the event. <laughs> be like, sorry, my parents stayed in town. Everybody can't send out the mass text. You can't <laughs> yeah. post the Facebook event to all the people who said, maybe yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> it's so good. So I'll, I'll explain to you why I think Mel's the best. Okay. There other than his just in Infectious yeah. positivity. There were two <laughs> moments. He, when we're going back a scene, when they were getting Mitch with the paddle, mm -hmm. O'Banion comes back. He's like, I got to have seconds with this. And Mel very slightly kind of like says, no, 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 no. And kind of keeps O'Banion from like going in for a second paddle. Yeah, you already got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You already, you already got right, it. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. I'll get your friend Carl. Yes, exactly. So that was one. Then he also, when he, skinny partner, Carl, <laughs> he pays, he pays uh, Mitch to go over and get him a sixer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tells him to keep the change and then gives away every one of his beers. Yes. Without, we talk about, a, we talk about this all the time. Yep. We love that move. I love it, yeah. man. He doesn't care. He has zero cares in the world. He yeah. is so happy. And he just got done. I think he won. He, he did won. he lose or he did, won. did he win? Him and yeah. Matthew McConaughey had a pay payday. Yeah, payday. <laughs> um, and even the even the losers of the game, he's like, hey, good game, man. Throws you a too. beer to the losers, and it's there's like one left, and it's like for him, yeah, one like, on the ring, man. Yeah, he overpaid for a sixer that he had one beer of. Yeah, he said keep. The, yeah, he said keep, keep the, the change. change. That's exactly it. I He's love me some Mel. Per perpetuating a good time and good vibes. Yes, man. Yes. Such a good call. I I also love that um, McConaughey's thing of saying like, you know, I thought I'd uh, st uh, stick around, get uh, work work my what's he say? Work for the city. Like, uh, keeping a little change Keep in little my change, pocket, kind of thing. And you can and it cuts to Mitch listening to him, and yes. I love that. Right. And so he says that later because Mitch is just like. He's gonna take a little bit from yes. all of these people, and so he takes a little bit from Wooderson at this time, which is the only thing he should take from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop right there, Mitch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh, I lo I love that, like, because you you kind of imbue like your elders a little bit, you know, like I, stuff from my brother, like little in innuendos and stuff like that that I, I've picked up along the way from people that I admire. I. And incorporate those in my everyday life, yeah. and I, I do that. You know, it becomes me too. Right. You know, like all these people kind of become you, and he's he's kind of taking all this in. Like well, there, that was, too. there was nothing special about what Wooderson was saying. Uh, yeah, he was just making a comment of this is why he's going to continue working. But to Mitch, it was so important. Yeah, it was like oh, that's wow, that's what people do. Like maybe I'll do that this someday. Is, I don't know. This is a new experience yeah. to him. This is all new to him. Yeah, brilliant editing cutting to him when when he's giving that's that very speech. true. Yeah. Very true. I mean, when we get the probably most iconic maybe controversial line of the entire movie, but it's still such a good scene because, okay, they're all standing. Don, 
Wooderson, Pink, and Mitch are all standing outside the Emporium. And Don shows up, and he's just like, oh, my God, Wooderson, it's so good to see you. I've seen you forever, man. It's fucking great. <laughs> seen you, man. Some guys are fucking crazy. One of the grossest handshakes of all time, too. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> it's just, they're all just, every, every girl that walks by, they're checking her ass out. It's like, yes, I would be doing that, too, bro. Yes. Um, but he, then he gives, he delivers the, you know, they stay the same age line, City which man, is... Huh? Yeah. Again, it's a period piece, right? Yeah. This is the seventies. Uh, this is I. What can you say? It's a fucking funny, iconic line, <laughs> and it, gross. Really, really fucking gross. But goddamn, like, does he deliver it mm-hmm. <laughs> really great? And he he steps kind of out, like yeah, dick first. He steps out while he kind of says, <laughs> "Yes, they do. Yes, they do." <laughs> they do. <laughs> he actually has a very long pause before he says it. Yeah. Too. He goes, yeah. Nah, man. Nah, man. You know what I like about that? Like, it's a very long pause. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Wooderson line? Because Wooderson might have the most iconic lines of the whole movie, right? I mean, you have you have all right, all right, all right, which is just it, it could be another like be excellent to each other. Yes, but my favorite entire speech that he gives is his Melba toe speech, which I've been trying to learn this entire, like ever since I fell in love with this movie, him describing the inner innards of his engine of his car. <laughs> I love it so much. I'm talking pure fucking muscle. It's so funny to me, dude. I love it. Can I try it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Cause you have a great impression of McC- McConaughey too. Let me tell you what the Melba toast is back in here. Right. All right. We got four eleven pause track out back. 750 double pumper. Edel back intake. Board over 30. 11 to one pop up pistons. Turbo jet 390 horsepower. We're talking some fucking muscle. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude! <laughs> it, it, everything, everything that man says, isn't that? It, in fact, yeah. did you say that Wooderson? It was one of those, um, like, uh, Caddyshack moments for Bill Murray, where where they weren't supposed to have as big of a role yeah. as they were, but then they just realized how awesome they are. Like the L I V I N, you yep, know yep. that that line's one of my favorites for sure. And uh, that I think that line was actually because we'll get there. We'll, yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll There's some important the, parts about that. We'll get to the emotion of that later. But uh, yeah, I so good. Do you guys know why he calls his car the Melba Toast? No, no. please tell me. Because it soaks up the competition. Oh, uh, but say like he would. Because <laughs> it soaks up the competition. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, before we move on, there was an interesting thing that I did not know. Uh, that did you know Ben Affleck accidentally shattered his ankle? In a oh scene. yeah, yeah. In the in the scene where they where they get O'Banion back and they dump, I, I'm assuming that's paint or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he he is so into this role that he breaks his paddle on the street, but like it comes across and shatters his ankle. And you can see it now that you know about it. You go back and watch it. His ankle kind of busts over a little bit, and I, the adrenaline's rolling. So he gets in his car and drives off, but that was apparently his last scene that he shot of the yeah. movie and he had serious? shattered his ankle. Oh God, I did not know yes. that. Yes, dedication. Yeah. And to talk about that scene a little bit more, this is uh, instances where the James Jacks, uh, the producer, was he worked for Universal. He was very stingy on uh, Linklater doing this film and very stingy on like language and everything like that. Yes. So when O'Banion says, uh, motherfucker, or uh, fucking your, bitch. Your mother. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah, it's like, she pulled a gun on my ass? Fucking bitch. You know, uh, so the producers saw dailies and, and they told they told Ben Affleck before to not 
do that line. And, and, and obviously he's like, well, talk to Richard Linklater. Like he's the director. He told me to say the line. And, uh, he, he like took Ben Affleck up against the garage right there on, on set and was yelling at him. He's like, what the fuck are you saying? I told you not to say that. And Richard Linklater had to step in and they, they almost came to blows. Wow. And, and, and Richard he Linklater, stood up for his, his actor. Yeah. And wow. Richard Linklater has like, I kind of envisioned this moment cause he's been on his ass this entire time. Like, cause he just doesn't agree with the way he makes movies apparently. And uh, he's like, I envisioned like, I'll, I'll get him, I'll get him in this. Uh, I'll start throwing some punches. I know he's, he's a wrestler, so I'm not going to like get him in the grapples or anything like that. And so, yeah, I mean, the line of independent uh, and uh, studio He's been writing, Richard Linklater has been writing this whole line, his whole career, yes. I feel like, because he's, he's a director of School of Rock. Okay. You know, and, and like uh, movies like uh, After Midnight and Before Sunset and like indies where you're right. just, just talking and walking pretty much. And so he's had such an illustrious career like this. And I feel like this is the culmination of like, no, I'm going to do what I do, you know, and I love it. So I, I love him fighting for this. Y'all are an embarrassment to the sport of pool and should be lucky that I let you play at my table. I, you let you play. What a sick movie. At my table. At play, hit the ball at, at my, my table. table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a dick, I man. know. God, he's the worst. So after the Emporium closes, an impromptu keg party is planned in a field referred to as the Moon Tower. The party goes into full swing and everyone becomes pleasantly drunk. Benny confronts Pink about his refusal to sign the coach's loyalty agreement. Darla tries to get Sabrina to perform an air raid. Mitch climbs the Moon Tower with some of the guys. Slater pontificates on the possibility that George Washington may have grown massive fields of marijuana as cash crop for the southern states. Mike is shaken by a threat from Clint and later gets in a fight with him. Pink cheats on his girlfriend and eventually the party dies out. Jesus. What what a beautiful way to represent what a party is. Like the excitement and everybody's in a good mood and then they get drunker and drunker yeah. and drunker and things happen and it falls apart and it rapidly deteriorates and then boom, the night's over. It was just so cut, 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 cut scene to all these different things happening. It was so great. Well, you it's, feel like you're at a party. It's so you crazy. Totally do. Honestly, it's just unfortunate. Like nothing happens in this movie. Oh man. I you just <laughs> literally nothing happens. Like just nothing happens. I wish there's like an explosion or something, yeah. you know, like so, or someone fell off the moon tower for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, that was in another, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, why didn't they film it? <laughs> <laughs> Hit his head on every beam, man. <laughs> How many beers have you had? Rolling into this, rolling into this part of it. I did want to mention about when they do get uh, Hirschfelder, they get him, but the reason they got him is because is because Carl and whatever his other buddy is. No one knows that. No guy's one name. knows that guy's name. He's just got the mullet. Yeah, he's the driver. Yeah, yeah. We, and well, they go and pull him out of the like eighth grade party, like the, their end of the year. Oh dance, yeah, right? which he's making out. There's a make out. There's a make out room. There's, there's dude. a fuck room, dude. In that and middle school party. That's a lit. That's a lit. Eighth grade black lights and everything, dance park, and bro. the adults out front are more worried about you leaving and coming back <laughs> than what is happening in the fucking They're makeout so room. So great, yeah, because he's like, dude's just trying to get his, you know, <laughs> like, and he's like, getting it. I had, I had my hand it. up her shirt. He's like, yeah, and so he's doing a good he's job. He's doing doing solid. He was fine. The guy would have been just a okay if he would have just stayed there, not uh, listened to his stupid friends. You're right, dude. You know, 
and and he Hirschfelder w- went from getting some to yeah. getting his ass back. Well, he's like, his I was getting there. He he was, and then Carl's like, you wouldn't even know what to do if you had gotten there. He's like, at least he has a fucking map. Calls him <laughs> Carl. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, son, and titties would, are a map, dude. You wouldn't know what to do if you had gotten there. It's like, son, it's like, God, Carl, who the hell are you? And then uh, he throws the beer up. So scatter. Yeah. <laughs> so damn it, Carl. Damn it, Carl. Damn it, Carl. Damn you, Carl. And so they scatter. Hirschfelder gets. That's it. Don. Yes. Pops open that trunk. <laughs> Which is full, so full of Lone Star. Full so of beer. Funny, I've always wanted to fill my trunk up with <laughs> Me beer. too. Ever since that scene, man. And then he's just like, who is that kid anyway? And he's like, oh, that kid there? Some guy who shouldn't have been walking around here. Well, he should. <laughs> he's like, enough about the kid. Yeah. What are we talking about here, girls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's just like, give me one. Of the, hey, give me one of those beers. One of these. Why? <laughs> so he gives them a beer. He hands out beers and stuff. And then he's like, hey, Tubbs, catch. And he, he yeah, tosses, tosses the beer to, to Hirschfelder. He gives him a beer, you know? He's there to be like, hey, we yeah, we got his ass, but here's a beer. Yeah, Take a beer, It's man. so good. You know? <laughs> Benny's like, hey, you're wasting the beer. Yeah, yeah he's Wasted very another concerned. Beer. And then a banyan throws one. <laughs> then that's my big thing with, with Hirschfelder. And so, which leads me up to Carl is the one person who didn't get his, man. Yeah. I think he should. Never got it. He's the one who deserved it. Oh, like, uh, you, you know they're going to get him. You, well, you, you know he's going to get it like later on in the summer yes. and stuff. And, you know, even Mitch is going to laugh about it and whatnot. But it's just like, I really wish I would have, like, been able to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Carl get it. Except, like, not on the butt, like, maybe in the fucking face. Oh, or just yeah. one, one good. <laughs> yeah. Just one good crack, you know, like something that happened to him. Soul pole right to soul the dick. Soul pole, baby. <laughs> soul pole right to the soul pole. Yeah. So, but anyways, the beer bust, right? Okay. Yeah. That's where we're going now. Moon yes. tower, man. The moon tower. Party here. at the moon tower. It, just, it feels like a party. And and now we're, we've, we're like with all of these characters and every time it cuts to, cuts to one of them, you totally, like you don't need any introduction when it cuts to any of these characters, no. which is so it's astounding. Like the directing here is crazy just because every time you cut to somebody, it's, there's not, we could, there could be some movies where they cut to like a, a certain character or certain characters. And you're like, don't really like this part of the movie. Yep. I, I wish they'd go back to these other characters. Every character they cut to I'm I'm interested in. I want to know what's going on, you oh, know, man. but I will tell you though, from earlier watches, I remember complaining about the nerds. Ah oh, man, this movie's so great, but yeah. why do they got to do these nerd scenes? I do remember <laughs> feeling that way. Yeah, but but I, I've grown out of that. It, it is okay. very their 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 participation in this movie is so important. Mm-hmm. But I just had to at least make that point that back in the day, and I bet there are some people listening to this that do feel that way. They go, oh, oh yeah, I, like I like everything, but the like, why do they keep cutting back to the nerds? You know, I uh, I like what Cynthia says in in the car. Her, her little speech Cynthia gives in the car is kind of indicative of the film itself for me. She says, I like to think that right now isn't, isn't just some minor insignificant preamble to something else, not to service the future. We need rebellion and we need to make mistakes. It is actually bad to go with the status quo or with the perpetual flow of the herd. Everyone in the car needs some worthwhile visceral experience. And I really it's deep as fuck. Really, really agree with that. You know, like if you if you're doing if you're playing poker every weekend, it's gonna get fucking bad for you, it's dude. Stale, man. You gotta you gotta get out there. You gotta like say yes to things. You know, um, I just really uh, your point to that. Like, yes, they they can be boring. Like your first couple watches, but as as I keep watching them, I'm like, yeah, man. 
I fucking agree. Like, get into a fight. Get like do some fucking weird shit. Tell tell me that this is not the best night of the three of those. Lives. Absolutely, every one of them. Like Cynthia gets hit on by Wooderson. Yeah. Like maybe hit on for the first time in her life. Maybe because sure. she's kind of a nerdy girl. Yeah, like yeah. that's how she's portrayed. I think she's hot. Yeah, I think in, she's in real life fun. anyway. But uh, dude gets in a fight. You know he's kind of mad about it now, but he's gonna wake up tomorrow and be like. I fucking got in a fight, yeah, right. dude. And and fucking what's his face get pull some hot freshman tail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the best night of their life because they left the poker table. It's hundred percent true. And Tony stood up for not only her but himself yeah, too. He did, yeah. Um, to uh, Parker Posey's character yeah. to say Love like, Parker no, Posey. you don't so have good. to do this. Like, no, I'm standing up for this. I'm standing up for my friends. I'm you know yeah. whoever for Mike. Gosh, you know. I imagine most of us can think of that guy who must have just been out for kind of blood in a party. Every, you, know? you know, you know everyone in this movie who who yeah. you think of from your high school, and there was always a Clint. Yeah, there was always a Clint. That Nicky Katz character. Mm -hmm. He's so good, though. Oh, dude, it was brilliant. Like the way he did that. Like and 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 he he delivers that cornball line, just like <laughs> came here to do two, two things: things. They live drink line. beer, kick some ass. Almost all out of beer. With his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. Pulled his shirt off and everything, man. You see that over there? That's white lightning. You got to get some shoes on this thing, man. I saw this. You got this out of the back of a comic book. And you're just like, God damn no. it. Like, <laughs> this, like, he's he's so ready to just, like, just kind of one-up you. And he's ready to be an alpha. Yes. And just be And he did want it. to fight someone. And he did. Oh, yeah. He wanted that. Yeah. So I'm smoking some research. I'm getting high with my friends. What the fuck is the matter I'm with you? You Isaac fucking Newton? Yeah, Isaac fucking <laughs> Observe that. <laughs> like, there's some good lines good. in there. It's That's really good. funny. But, but even that whole scene, how he, he starts off like, hey, man, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey man, so what would you say back there? <laughs> like, he's very nice and kind about it. Oh, just, and then it so just, whoa, just deteriorates. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and Mike really takes it personally. Yes, like, he does. And, and you know what? Clint never thought about it again. No, he did oh, not. No. He, he, it happened to forgot. It kind of got him a little fired up and his buddies and stuff. It was funny. <laughs> We're going to move on. Mike never let it go. No. Getting into your first fight is a life-changing experience. Oh, yeah, dude. Humble. It is a humbling experience, especially if you go with somebody gets like like Clint. Yeah. Um and but get that your is, ass beat. That is a yeah, you, you take you take it like literally and you you lose, man. Yes. That yes. is a life-changing experience. And like you say, tomorrow he's gonna think this is the best night of my life because yeah. you know, I don't want to be a, a lawyer anymore. I want to dance. I want to dance. <laughs> I like uh, like every time we cut back to a character like I was saying or like uh, Sabrina and um, not Mike right uh, Tony Tony Mike comes on in he's like oh <laughs> motherfucker huh <laughs> so fucking funny and then moves on uh, all right Mike all right <laughs> male dominant monkey motherfucker come on. <laughs> Did did you dudes know that uh, Renee Zellweger auditioned for a larger role as one of the senior girls, but was given an uncredited role of girl in blue truck? Her uncredited first role. You can see her in multiple scenes. At now, knowing that, I went back and watched it. She was in some of the the girl hazing scenes. And then for the rest of the night, she had this hooped blue and red shirt on, so you can catch her in a lot of stuff. Okay. She walks past uh, Matthew McConaughey outside of the Emporium, and you can see her in the background at the Moon Tower party, like helping a passed out drunk guy get into a car. <laughs> <laughs> and Renee Zellweger, there she was, her yeah. first role, uncredited. She, um, 
I because she kind of looks like Simone. She does, and so I'm, I'm, it's hard to pick out. But I'm glad you I'm glad you picked it out because yeah, her and uh, Matthew McConaughey would go on to be in uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. No big deal. Together, which is not a movie anybody should watch. <laughs> All right. Sean doesn't have a cut off sleeve T shirt of that movie. No, do not. <laughs> Talking about like the life changing stuff or the stuff that you feel like impacts your life big time is this heart to heart that Benny and Pink have in the truck, man. Yeah, it's serious. Oh yeah, you know you don't have to do it. You know, think about us. Think about know? us, man. We've been doing this and we've been working our asses off, busting our butts, and so we worked gonna, our whole lives for it. Give it up. It, well, technically, it is. It's true. You know, they've it been work and down in Texas, oh, down the south. Huge. Football is big mm-hmm. time. Like, and they have a good enough team. They got yeah. 13 returning Letterman. Looking <laughs> tough. Looking tough. Disarm my Raiders row about 2,000 yards next year. Yards next year? <laughs> Sorry to Did derail that. I, had, no. I love that guy. No, but even perfect, those though. guys are characters that yeah. are real in the world. The gas station clerk. The, he's oh, one of my God. favorites. He's he's he also makes an appearance in Linklater's later film, uh, Boyhood. Wow. As a, as a gas station clerk. Mm-hmm. Be sure to get lots of calcium. <laughs> as she's, mothers need as lots she's of smoking calcium. cigarettes and drinking beer. <laughs> because Cause that's very important. Because gas eat a green thing every day. <laughs> eat a green thing every day. Because gas station clerk attendants are are the pharmacists. System 70s and <laughs> yeah, just a little more money front pocket. Here's a little more, here's, here's a little, little bit more, more money for your pocket. Fix and be a lot better when I get off later. <laughs> That's right. They have that very adult conversation you yes. know, at that point. But, but yeah, like I, you just have these like the uh, like Be- Benny, Benny and Pink, and they like have this conversation. You know, we could go to state, we could do this. Like yeah. this is the biggest thing for us. And then he says, and then it, like. You know, Pink made the reference before. It's like, we do just as well if we were in a band or something. Mm-hmm. So it's not, to Pink, it's not about, like, winning state. It's about, like, being a kid. Yeah. You know? But, hey, Pink, you can't just learn how to be in a band, dude. No. Come on. Yeah, we, we know that from Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I think it speaks to kind of my point that I was making earlier, too, where there's, like, the sides of every everything and everybody. Like, Pink is just, like, and I don't, I got to be honest, I don't, I don't really know what he wants at all. Pink? Yeah, and I don't think he does either, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I think he's like, I think we're in the midst of him trying to find out what he wants and maybe what he's been doing is not what he wants right now. And so he's just kind of, uh, uh, kind of raging against that, I guess. You think he's that guy. He's, he's like the classic, well, me who, yeah. <laughs> the, anybody who's just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Yeah. And so I'm just going to figure out as I go. And right now I don't want to do this. So, and maybe I will, and maybe I won't. But Benny is just like Texas football, yes. yeah. uh, drinking, hazing, and everything like that. It's just like this is what we do, man. Like I don't understand what you what you want, and I understand where Benny's coming from too. Is it's just like seeing a friend, like dude, we've been doing this forever. What do you why why you why do you want to drop out now or something yeah, you're like that? Bail now? Yeah, like whatever. Like what senior year? No one does that. Um, it gives those aspects of like. Because all of the, all of these things that these people go through are things you go through when you become an adult too, and they happen every day, yeah. Yeah. not just in high school, you know. Right. And so it's really brilliant and indicative of the whole story for me. 
All right, so Mitch leaves the party with a sophomore girl and ends up lying out on a blanket under the stars making out. When he arrives home at dawn, his mother catches him but goes easy on him. Pink, Wooderson, Slater, and Don join Simone and Siobhan at the 50-yard line of the school's football field to smoke a joint. While having some laughs, Pink finalizes his refusal to sign the football pledge. Just then, a police car shines its spotlight on them and they're ordered to get off the field. Pink's coach shows up and yells at him for refusing to sign the pledge and hanging out with the bad crowd. Pink stands up to his coach and tells him he'll play for the team, but he won't sign the paper. The gang then heads to Houston to buy tickets for the big Aerosmith concert that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple things uh, in the last scene that I forgot. One thing that I legitimately think about all of the time, think about how many people are out there right now are fucking. <laughs> I've, I've had just that thought many it. times. <laughs> I think about just it, going it at all it. the time. Just right now. Yeah. Who's doing that? Right, right now. Why are you, why are you right listening to this? Now. Yeah. While you're listening to this, think about how many people are out there. Millions and millions of people. Isn't that awesome? Think about that. You're driving through a neighborhood right now, and you're just like, those are houses that have people in them, and people do a thing called fucking. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And they could do different types of fucking, too, like feet. You know, some people are into that. Not saying I am. Not saying I am. Not saying I am. But I'm not saying I'm judging you for it. Not saying I'm not either. Um, (laughs) But no, I just, I really do think it's funny. It's It's like a high thought that he has, but I do think about it all the time. It's Well, and the reason I love it so much is because it's more or less just glossed over. It is. It's it's like, I'm pretty sure. No one responds to it. I'm pretty sure they (laughs) cut back to them so he can say that and then it cuts away or something. Like, it's like, it's like. That's pretty much it. That's it. So it's just a funny thing. The party dies out and it's, it's the fight, right? Like it's, it's the fight. Can we agree that it's the fight? It's the no beer, beer ran out. No beer ran out. That's That's right. Uh, I, I always got so mad when I was like, in, in high school watching this when the guy who's like trying to pump more beer yeah. at it, he dumps the rest of his beer on the thing. I'm like, no, oh, that was more beer you could drink, <laughs> That's bro. That's the last beer, dude. Being like 18 years old, 19 years old, you're like, oh, there's, there's, there's more beer. <laughs> could you drink that? And but like with, with the party like dying out and everything, favorite, my favorite little, little scene is when Benny finishes yes. his beer. And he stands up. <laughs> he, sta- he stands up and then he's like <sighs> and he sits right he back sits down. Right back down. <laughs> Melvin just gives him a tap on the leg. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot tell me that you have not done that before. Where you've Dude. been sitting for too long yep. and you stand Fuck. up, you go, uh oh wait. I'm gonna sit back down. <laughs> Cole Hauser, man. Like I, I I didn't say this earlier, but he was in he was in Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, that's God. right. Uh, oh, that Barone. was such a terrible movie. Terrible movie. I watched I made it through the other night. It, I made it, but when they ramp the car onto the yacht. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but, funny enough, it's still not as bad as the new stuff. I just saw a preview for it. Continue. Well, I, I was just <laughs> hey man, John I, Cena. I, I Shut up, just dude. Gonna say, <laughs> I was just gonna say one of the other ones that I had no idea until recently. If you if you watch a show on HBO called Yellowstone, uh, Cole Hauser plays Rip. You can't tell it's him. Really? Oh my god! But it, but he is but so he is so fucking good because he is he's the he's so intense in that show. Uh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. One of the only like flaws I think of this movie that I that I can find for me is when Pink kisses jody or they go out to the thing and she, I, there's no keg out here and then she kisses him but then we cut right. we cut to like slater being alex jones and then we cut back to <laughs> multiple <laughs> times by the way we come back to it's uh crop <laughs> to, to uh jody and pink uh, uh kissing him but it seems like pink kisses her now 
And then she gets kind of like, wait, don't you have a girlfriend? It's like, well, you kissed him first. Who brought who out here? So I don't know what's going on here. You know, like, sure. it seems like a, a little bit of an editing flaw or like a, maybe a writing flaw. I don't know. But I think Jody was just trying to piss off Simone because they clearly don't get along. There's, yeah, okay. there's so many things throughout the movie of, of like you can tell like they don't say it, but when they're in the car or in the truck and it's. So she called you a bitch and she you called a you a slut. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, she called me a bitch. No, she or, called me a slut. Cause Parker Posey slut? goes, yep, I am. Like, and yeah, she just said, yes, I am. <laughs> you called me a slut. I can't believe she did that. What a bitch. That's that bitch. I can't you believe You said that. you wouldn't be mad. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad. mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> Tuesday's gone. Oh, oh, man. Is the perfect end of the party come down song that I've ever heard in my entire Could life. Could there have been a better song? Happy no. Gilmore does it as well. Yes. And they end the movie like that, and it's perfect. Um, yeah, I such a good song choice in this. Another part. perfect soundtrack placement on yeah. this movie. As as the camera cranes down on people like leaving and, yes. and getting out of the moon tower and everything yeah. like that. I I had a very upon this watch that when they were on the football field there was such an important exchange there yes. right yeah uh, Pink says he's pr- he he admits I'm probably just going to sign this mm-hmm. he even says that and Wooderson gives that talk about the older you get the more rules they're going to try to make you follow, which you got to keep L-I-V-I-N, you know? But, like, as a high school kid, you're like, huh, whatever, that's this funny old guy. As an adult, you're like, holy shit, <laughs> yes. Nice right. Like, man, sign the fucking paper, Pink. Who gives a shit? Yeah. This doesn't mean anything. But then, like, even Simone's like, you think you're so oppressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they can't understand why he thinks he's so right. oppressed about yeah. this. Uh, and even Pink, you know, he, he gets up and he says he doesn't want to refer to these as the best years of his life, but then Don mm-hmm. says, I just want to look back and say, I did it the best I could when I was in this place. And the I'll just make tricks again. And yeah, like yeah. it, that actually gets to pink mm-hmm. and you can see that's right when the coach shows up and then pink ultimately wins because he then decides he ain't signing it. He's going to play. He's like, coach needs me. Yeah. What are they not going to have me be the quarterback? I've, I'm winning. I am going to win this. Yeah. Right. And he is not going to sign that paper and coach is going to let him play next year. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. I think so too. And I think, um, I, I, well in, in that as well, the L I V I N yeah. line, is actually McConaughey's dad who who told him that a lot, and on on set he had passed away, and so they kind of shut down production right. for a little while for oh, the wow. funeral for him. So he puts that in the movie. It was so it, it's a really kind of poignant and emotional kind of line for him, uh, and yeah. that's like he he gave that at his uh, acceptance speech for his uh, Oscar or whatever. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I think he does when when everyone kind of says that to him and they're right too like even Simone is like you you you're why are you so oppressed you're kings of the school yes, which right. uh, uh uh Simone says yeah and um yeah I think I think you're right I think he does start to play or he does play but he does not sign yeah. that piece of shit because it's like no fuck you like I do whatever I want yeah you don't get to tell me like not to enjoy my youth for the sake of your one one year you think yeah. Again, that we might have a shot at the season. You know, you don't get to shut my life down for your bullshit. By the way, those coaches are ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking, I think there's like there's there needs to be a point made about how many characters in this movie that could be played by Jim Carrey. One of them, <laughs> one, the coach. One of them is the assistant coach, yes. but the other one is the gas station attendant. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many in here, but but that's another. That's major, a whole another. Talk. Whole another. That thing. might be our Patreon. This might know. be, <laughs> but but. Um, but you're glad you're glad that I think to see that at the same time, like 
I like what I like what Wooderson has to say. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd oh, wants you to do. do. It wants to do, yeah. you know. And they're just like, it's like, yeah, you know, you do need to do what you want to do, what you need to do. Um, and there's a point that you you kind of listen to the coach like as an adult this time around, yeah, I know and it. you are kind of like. Yeah, you're kind of hanging out with you, like some idiots. Are. I mean, he's it, not wrong, right? He's not wrong. Like, but at the same time, hey, it's like, coach, remember me? <laughs> gym, gym class, it's like whatever the fuck it was. Um, but but he's right. There's there's a degree where they're both right, and I think this is a classic Vernon meets uh, yeah. Bender kind That's of a, a vibe. Great point. So in know? that aspect, here's my kind of philosophical breakdown. Wonderful. Of, of thank movie. you. Thank you. I totally relate to Pink's desire to rebel, but what he doesn't realize is, is he is going to be fighting his entire life. When he says, if I start referring to these as the best years of my life, I get it. There's something more that he wants. I just don't know what it is. And I don't think he even knows what it is, but I do think he's changing or sensing a change. But Don says that he did the best he could when he was stuck in this place, had as much fun as he could when he was stuck in this place, played as hard as he could when he was stuck in this place, dogged as many chicks as he could when he was stuck in this place. But you can see Pink realizing, at least to me, that there's that something's coming, but he doesn't know what. Right. He's going to feel like that forever. You're always going to feel stuck in a place and you and feel oppressed by everybody, by everyday life. But it is extremely important to live in the now along with Wooderson's advice. You just got to keep living. So let's go party at the moon tower and smoke a joint on the 50 yard line. You know, it's just like, yeah, you got You got some responsibilities you need to take care of. And all this, you're, you're going to feel like society and your jobs and everything are like that are going to are just going to weigh you down, everything like that. But you got to also remember that, like, right now is important. Doing 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 what you're doing right now is extremely important. And also to make time to go smoke a joint on the 50 yard line yes. or to go party at the moon tower, you know. Um, so that's my kind of take for the whole thing. I think it's, I think that's a great way to end it, man. Perfect cap off, man. Beautiful. Perfect cap off. So as uh, slow ride plays, it's time to rate Sean. I'm you a, can choose to go first or last. I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. I'm, I'm a big fan of the, um, cast of characters montage at the end, by the way. Yes. I, I, love I, that. I am a very big fan of that. Thank yeah. you for pointing that out. Um, so yeah, this is my favorite movie of all time. It's, it's a 10. Um, right off the bat but it's for all those reasons I just said it just makes you feel like you're a part of the gang it makes you feel I feel like Mitch when I watch this movie uh, certain times when I watch it I feel like Pink when I watch it sometimes I sometimes I feel like uh, Mike sometimes I feel like Tony you know um, and sometimes I feel like a lot of them put together but uh, I do know and I don't know what it is about high school experiences and everything like that. I know it's like just four years of your life and it's kind of whatever. Like I've had lots of four years, four year periods of my life, but during that time it was really, you know, poignant. And I think it's movies like the breakfast club and days confused for me are just so indicative. Like you're just learning so much at one time about society and bullshit that you don't need to know later on in life, like calculus and shit. Um, that it's in like what Cynthia says that it's like, feels like it's just setting you up and you feel like none of this really matters besides going to party at the moon tower and smoking a joint the 50 yard line. Um, I just think it's so well made. Uh, I think it's an excellent, excellent hangout movie. Um, yeah, it's a 10. What can I say? <laughs> I, I mean, we no. knew it was going to be yeah. baby. Oh yeah. What about you, AJ? Uh, this is a, 
rewatching this movie like it's it's some you know it's set in the seventies, but somehow it takes takes me right back to you know two thousand and six. You know mm -hmm. my high school experience that you're like two thousand six, two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand seven, uh, whatever it is. But um, it it really does hit you because you you take you take your life so seriously at that point because you're told you're supposed to you know by everybody. Um, by your coaches and by teachers or, or whatnot, or, or by your friends or by everyone. And everything seems so serious, even though you may not even be in that area in that, in the next two years, you know? And I really, I really love the movie. Um, I, I really do. I love that it, it does kind of end with, you know what? I made my decision and I'm living with that L I V I N. And I'm going now to get Aerosmith tickets because that's another experience. Top priority of the summer, top priority of the summer. Uh, for my youth, you yes. know, to experience what I need to experience in life while I'm doing it right now, you know? Um, and I think that's really what the movie exemplifies really well. Um, if you look back at the cast and you go through like IMDb, feels like you're looking at the now, like the way that they've aged out now, feels like you're looking at the uh, previous cast of like a 2006, like version uh, of uh, like Rent. Yeah. Uh, that's the cast of Rent right there. And that's basically what you're looking at. Um, and I really do want, like I was saying to you at the very beginning, Mike, I, you didn't remind me, by the way. Thanks a lot. Sorry, uh, man. Uh, I told you I wouldn't. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't. You're right. At least Play the tape back. At least you're honest. <laughs> um, but I want it. I, I, like, this is one of those times I would have loved. Sometimes it doesn't work. And it probably wouldn't have worked. It probably wouldn't have worked in this, which is probably why they left it out and didn't even consider it. But I really wish I could have had like a, you know, Randall Pink Floyd went on to go do yeah, this. Yeah, this. kind of like, like Wooderson's actually a lawyer now, and yeah. Clint's like, dead. Clint, Clint's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Clint crashes well, car. Uh, American Graffiti did that at the end. American oh, did they? Okay. Graffiti did a. This is what happened. I'm I'm nearly positive. On American that, so. Graffiti, like Animal House. Did yes, it. it was funny, you know. But which like, Don Phillips also cast, by the way. There you go. Uh, so, but like I, I would have loved to see some of that in this in this movie or, or in the aftermath when they were doing just the they were yeah. doing the cast they showing. They could have told us. Could have done a little blurb. Would have loved that. However, um, uh, I, I really enjoy this movie. It's such a blast. Uh, I, I can pick it up and watch it whenever I want to. So for me, that means this movie has to be a nine point four. Damn boy. Uh, Woo. I, I personally, I loved high school. I, I really did. Uh, I loved how well they played on the aspect of like so many times in the movie, they would, they would be together, they would leave, and then they would come back and tell stories about what yeah, happened when they yeah, were gone. Yeah, yeah. It was so awesome. And, and like, I was kind of a, I was kind of a Randall Pink Floyd. Like I, I did hang out with a lot of different people and I was, I always felt like I was the bridge, the gap, the bridge to yeah, yeah. gap these people together. And I took that as an honor kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and, but I also felt so oppressed by having to shave. I couldn't have facial hair in high school and like, I'm so oppressed. And like, then you just grow up and you go, Oh my God. What yeah. the, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It was so important. Every little moment was so important and this movie really nails it. And so, uh, I've made an official call that, uh, this is my favorite movie we've done. 9.1. Wow. Wow. I was a nine. I was a nine on a few different movies. I am now a 9.1. This wow. movie is fucking awesome. Wow. Yep. Okay. Hell yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as of the recording in mid-June 2021. It's available for free with ads on Peacock. 
Otherwise, you have to purchase on a streaming platform, but you should own the DVD. You, you really should. Fuck. It's on Criterion for yeah, Just sake. get it, okay? Continuing with the weekly content, tune in next Wednesday as we continue with weekly movies. This time, we tackle perhaps the fighting movie of all fighting movies, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Bloodsport. Woo! All one word. Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport. <laughs> in two weeks, we've, we just called it. It's, it's summer. Summer movie of all summer yeah, movies. Sandlot. We gotta do it. I'm doing oh, it. yeah, daddy. So, shit, we gonna get out of here. Do we have, do we have to tell them where to find us should we should we i'll tell them tell them guys make sure you find us on any uh any platform for podcasts that you might want to listen to and make sure you tell your friends because that's the best thing you could absolutely do for us tell your friends that's what you got to do that's all you gotta do apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher Castbox, everywhere facebook confused breakfast make sure you're listening and following along on instagram confused breakfast make sure you've got us on twitter confused be fast Hit us up. And of course, TikTok. Make sure you guys are following us on TikTok, the ever-growing TikTok. Check out that Patreon. Give yeah. us a call. 319-804-9596. Oh. Sean, where can people find you? SeanPro237 Instagram and TikTok. Damn, bro. There it is. AJ? A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. Anywhere on social media. That's where you got to find me. I've started a new business uh, that helps people stop touching their faces. It's don'ttouchyourface.com. <laughs> Brilliant. Just get the fuck out of here. Cue the music. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.